What's up, everyone? You're listening to episode 21 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, everybody. A spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are talking Rampage today. Rampage. Yep. The blurb here is obnoxious, so bear with me for just a second. Rampage. Primatologist Davis Okoye shares an unshakable bond with George, the extraordinary, intelligent, silverback gorilla who has been in his care since birth. But a rogue genetic experiment gone awry mutates this gentle ape into a raging creature of enormous size. To make matters worse, it's soon discovered there are other similarly altered animals. As these newly created alpha predators tear across North America, destroying everything in their path, Okoye teams with a discredited genetic engineer to secure an antidote, fighting his way through an ever-changing battlefield, not only to halt a global catastrophe, but to save the fearsome creature that was once his friend. That's perfect. Oh my god, that that's so <laughs> obnoxious for a movie like Rampage. I mean, it should seriously just be The Rock and CGI monsters. And monsters. Destroy the city. Yes. Just leave it at that. Yes. It was directed by Brad Payton, who has done Incarnate, Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore, and then basically every other movie he teams up with The Rock. Journey 2, San Andreas, and then he's working on Black Hole, San Andreas 2, and Journey 3 is what they're saying. San Andreas 2. Right. Come on, man. Supposedly they said it has to do with the Pacific Rim of Fire, Ring of Fire. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. So him and The Rock are buddies, apparently. Yes. And he's becoming, to me, it looks like, the new Roland Emmerich, you know, who did Day After Tomorrow, 2012, Independence Day, the, the new king of destroying cities in the same way that's happened in every single movie. The cast, we already talked about The Rock. Naomi Harris, who's been in a ton of movies. She was in Moonlight, Pirates. She's Money Penny. That's what I always think of Ravs. Right. And Skyfall and Spectre. Spectre. Thank you. And then Malin Ackerman, who was Silk Spectre in Watchmen. Everybody knows her from Stolen. Stolen? With Nicolas Cage. Ew. No. I, Tw- 12 hours. I always 10 rem- million. One kidnapped daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember her from Heartbreak Kid, too. I think that was the first time I ever saw Heart- her. Yeah. The Ben Stiller movie. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's Negan in The Walking Dead, and who was also in The Watchmen. And I shouldn't say The Watchmen. He was in Watchmen with Malin Ackerman. And yes. Joe Manganiello is in this, briefly. Briefly. Yeah, briefly. I'm going to let you run with this one. The Rock's your boy. Rampage is your kind of movie. Yes. We said in the preview, it's not mine. So I'll let, I'll let you run with this one. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to the preview, my, my love for, for Rampage came from a, an early age of playing Nintendo the original Nintendo, and George. George was my guy. I was the, the ape, and uh, my friends always got Lizzie, the Godzilla-type monster, and then Ralph, the, the wolf. But George was always my guy, so I was really excited for this. And The Rock, I have a gigantic man crush on The <laughs> Rock, and so when I saw this trailer come out, I'm like, this is perfect. Put them both together and just, I mean, I know what it is. And yeah. so it's it's monsters fighting monsters with, with The Rock in the middle, which mm-hmm. is exactly what we got. So... The bi- the biggest takeaway that I got from this movie was it shocked me how violent it was. So it it came out with Ralph, which was really the first scene where we saw the majority of violence was Ralph was the is the wolf, and he tears apart this team and he's biting heads off. You know he's throwing them around and and I did not expect that from this movie. I expected more geared towards kids 
But it wasn't like that throughout the whole movie, though. The 80 scenes with, with the monsters, it was. Yeah, but I, I, I felt like a few of the scenes did it more than others. So the opening scene with the rat on the space station was one. Oh, yeah, the, Your, the, rat, the guy's face torn yeah, off. That, that's what it yeah, started with, for the, sure. The scene that you mentioned with the wolf. But then like when it gets into where they're attacking one of the military bases, and then later on, even in the city, it, it's a little bit more muted. It doesn't stay that graphic the whole time. There's there's parts where the, the alligator thing. Okay, uh, I felt like it tapered off as the movie went. Like I, I felt like it came out aggressive and then kind of reverted back to more PG thirteen uh, type stuff. Yeah, I, I was just surprised. It caught me off guard. I felt like, yeah. oh wow, okay, we're getting we're getting almost horror <laughs> into into this. Yeah. But in that same scene with Ralph, you, you mentioned Joe, and that they casted him mm-hmm. for as a SWAT team guy. And he is the leader of this elite force to go hunt down the wolf, and his whole team gets destroyed. And then you see him by himself, and you're like, okay, well, he's going to go back, and he can be part of the movie. But, oh, my gosh, the whole team, I'm going to get him the next time. And then (laughs) he dies. He's in the movie for for probably runtime three minutes at that, at at best. We call that getting executive decision. Yes, yes. (laughs) You cast uh, Seagal and then throw him out of a plane. Yep. Yeah, they, I was very, very caught off guard by that as well. I was like, you cast this guy. He's an up and comer. You know, he's mm-hmm. not a he's not an A list actor, but he's an up and comer uh, enough to where you'd recognize him if you saw him. I mean, he's in a he's Deathstroke mm-hmm. in the new or will be Deathstroke, I guess, if they ever do make another. Let's hope not. Yeah, Justice League, Magic Mike, I think is where Magic he's... Mike. Yeah, the other one, Sabotage, was Schwarzenegger. Was oh, the other one I've yeah. I've seen him in. Okay. Um, but he's a big dude. He's six mm-hmm. five. Again, I, I thought that he would have a, some yeah. sort of you know fight scene with the Rock later on or something. But nope, he's he's in the movie for about three minutes and yeah. dead. And so <laughs> I, I, I a little tip of the hat for for them to to do that. Yeah. So so George, you know, gets gets sprayed by this gas and turns into a giant monkey, which we we expected, we knew from the movie. Is he a monkey? He's an ape. Excuse okay. me. He's a gorilla. Thank you. Thank you. Excuse me. Gorilla, not uh, gorilla. Gorilla. So the uh, he he grows and grows, but also the aggression as he grows builds. Right. So he can't control his anger. He's rampaging, if you will. That's what they call the virus, right? Or yes. The whatever it is. Project Rampage. Yes. Thank yes. You. One canister lands with George. One lands in the forest with Ralph, and the other lands in the swamp with with Lizzie, which I don't think they ever call it Lizzie because why would you? Right. But. That's the monster's name in, in the game. Mm-hmm. So then the the villains, awful. Yeah. Awful. It's real bad. So you got the kid from The Office. He's in the last two seasons of The Office. Which, oh, I didn't even remember that. Yeah. I don't Plop. think I saw the last two. His name's Plop in oh. The Office. Yeah, I don't even remember that. And then uh, you have Spectre. Yeah, so Spectre. And so she, they're brother and sister and just terribly acting. Yeah. Like, awful. It's over the top. I mean, I, I don't think the script really did them any favors, but they were really hamming it up. But they, yeah, it was like they were the only ones that were doing that, though. Yeah. It was weird. It was like they totally removed from the movie, just just awful. Yep. And so their plan is, so they own the satellite that released this Rampage virus, and they want to bring all these creatures to Chicago? Yes, that's Chicago. Yeah. yeah. They put out the signal that attracts the creatures, and they all run to Chicago. Yeah. That's the gist of the movie. Yeah, that's it. Why they want to bring them to Chicago? They said in there, but I honestly don't remember what exactly it was. Why would you stay in the same building that you're calling these giant monsters to? I can't remember. Yeah. They they say specifically what their thought is with setting off that radio signal to have them come to. I think they were going to have them killed 
and they were trying to lure them to the same spot, but why it would be Chicago, I don't remember. And I'm just merely guessing at that because I, I didn't care enough to even try and really follow the plot. I thought they were showing the destructive capacity and then they were going to sell it. Oh, maybe. Sell, sell the gas or that whatever. That would be a much better storyline I thought that, that wasn't it. I thought that's what they were, were talking about. <laughs> Could and, be. Uh, but it didn't make sense why they would stay in the building if they knew that it was going to get destroyed by these three monsters. Right. But that, that's but the they, plot line. They did stay in the building, and they did know it was going to get destroyed by the monster. They did. Yeah. They, they did do that. Right. And it makes no sense. <laughs> right. So um, they get to city. They're destroying everything. Military shooting these creatures. You know, basically not hurting them at all. Right. They're rampaging. They climb the building. They they eat Silk Spectre. Yes. Which I'm glad that George ate somebody because that was my favorite part of the game. You punch a window. <laughs> right. You grab a, the person. You grab the girl in there and then eat her. Yeah. It's like that's that's hilarious. Although the scene that they did that in was awful it, it looked the worst effects in the entire movie was her getting eaten oh okay. well because he like threw up in the air like a toy and then like opened his mouth from up above and then that's never a good angle right no, but his mouth wasn't big enough to well that's what i'm saying when when you shoot something like that where something is being dropped straight into another creature's mouth it's just because you have to like make the person kind of shrink visually into the yeah. it, it just it's never a good look you know you should just have him pick her up and like just bite half of her or something yeah. like just it, throw it, her mouth well, yeah. yeah it'd be cooler and it, yeah that, that angle of a shot never does anything yeah that, that, was, that was the worst but and which brings me to the visual effects which i think that george was done awesomely yeah i, I thought george the, looked good the, the effects that they that they used on him he looked like a giant ape yeah george looked good the wolf looked terrible every time and the lizzie crocodile whatever gator thing that was was hit and miss for me so yeah i think you covered all three of the spectrum there right i I think george always looked good and the wolf always looked bad and crocodile somewhere in the middle somewhere yeah no I, i agree i thought the the wolf was definitely the worst out of all those on the the spectrum of well, really he was in the city. I didn't mind him so much in the forest. I guess you only saw glimpses. Yeah, when he was eating them up. I thought it looked, I thought he looked bad everywhere. Yeah, and I thought for some reason it didn't really feel green screeny to me. And maybe this is just because of how the movie went until the very end, where whenever the rock's running through all the rubble and he's dodging the Lizzie, but also George is there and the wolf is there. They're all three there. It started looking very very green screen to me. Well, that, that's easy to explain because you have the rock in the middle of it. You know, if if you have the whole thing as you know computer generated, you know it's easy yeah. to to do that. But then you Agreed. throw you throw Dwayne right running through the middle, and then you're like, but I think there's where ways where good directors can well, sure, but they limit didn't, that. A little but bit. they didn't have four hundred million dollars to do the effects like like some other movies. <laughs> sure, but I'm saying there's probably ways they could have creatively you shot need, that differently. You don't need the rocks running through the middle of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought the rock was the rock. In this movie. So mm-hmm. if you like him, there's no reason to not like him in this movie. I mean, The Rock has a formula. He has his own formula. Yeah. And actually, I read that in this movie, George was supposed to die. Right. And The Rock basically said, uh, he's living or I'm walking out. Right. Because, and he, I guess, verbatim, well, I shouldn't say verbatim, but I'll, I'll kind of loosely quote, basically said, my fans that come watch me in movies don't want to leave sad with a ape dying, so I'm not doing it. So he's mm-hmm. even admitting, like, my movies have a certain feel. I want it that way or I'm out. Yep. He he knows who his fan base yeah. is. If you like him, you get him in this movie. Right. I mean, The Rock is getting to the point where there's no distinction between a lot of his characters. Oh, sure. Yeah. He's uh, he's the John McClane. Yeah. Yes. You could take 
Okoye from this movie and just pretend that that's him in, in Skyscraper, right? <laughs> Coming out Well, soon. Skyscraper's got one leg. Uh, George got a little crazy one. George, George, <laughs> Broke his George leg took off. his leg off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the as far as acting goes, I thought The Rock was good. Uh, Naomi Harris was fine. Yeah. She did most you could do with this. Yeah. The villains we talked about were bad. I didn't, as actually my daughter and my son noticed, not that this has anything super relevant, but there's a couple of characters in the beginning who's on The Rock's um, zoology team. You're right. They're in the first 30 or 45 minutes, and they do not show up ever again in the rest of the movie. Which you expect you expect in real life yeah you know but not in a movie like this exactly it it didn't have any bearing or anything it was just something weird that it's the second time that's happened in a movie i forget what the other one you and i talked about was where it did that um i was downsizing where downsizing. They, that one they completely shifted casts in the middle but it was just weird that I was like oh yeah we didn't see that guy ever again it, no no matter yeah, but... you you expect that that team to devise the plan to stop you know like oh we came up with this yeah. rock you go do it right you know but yeah you never saw him again so that leaves jeffrey dean morgan what, yeah, what were your yeah. thoughts on him in this i thought he was trying i thought he acted well you know he was the stereotypical cowboy cia agent is that a stereotypical thing I just watched Two Guns, and that was Bill Paxton as a cowboy CIA <laughs> okay. agent. Okay, but I think because they're all, the CIA guys are kind of quirky, you know. Yeah, and, I mean, there's always some kind of you know pain in the ass CIA agent, whether they're uber cocky or something. They always have some kind of demeanor. They're never a normal guy, right? They're a little eccentric. I, th- I feel, yeah, like. in some way or another. Yeah. yeah, I he definitely. You're right. He was trying. I just I wasn't wasn't feeling that character because it was a <laughs> it was a southern drawl. And then being a little cowboy, right? But cowboy in a suit. He had he literally had like a six shooter on the front of his belt, like a belt buckle. Actual cowboy. Yeah, it was just it was too much. It was uh, (laughs) I couldn't get behind it. It got to the point where in the beginning I was like, "All right, what are you going for here?" And then after a little bit, I was like, "Okay, I know what you're going for here." And then I was like, "You're laying it on thick." I thought he did all right. I I, the trailer made it seem like he was going to be the big baddie. Oh, even the movie makes it seem that way for the, the, the beginning few times you, yeah. But then uh, you find out who the terribly acting baddie is, <laughs> right? And Negan was on their side after that. It was a good, good head fake, if you will. I get. I mean, it wasn't really a plot twist. No, it, it was just more of a not, you can see not it what coming you expected. from a mile away, right? And so, no, I, th- I, I had no problem with him in this particular movie. It's not like he's ruining. No, he didn't. No, he's not going to ruin it. It's just it's a bit much. Yeah, it, it stuck out. I, I think. I think that was purposely. his goal. Yeah, yeah. no, it was, it was yeah. to stick out. <laughs> if I'm going to do this movie, I might as well stand <laughs> out. I, I agree with that. One of the things you mentioned earlier, and it's, it was in the blurb, but it always kills me in movies like this where the main character. So the Rock is a primatologist. He's not just a primatologist. No, this is the classic example of the oh, we found his file, right? <laughs> and they even say like he was a special special forces, forces, special yeah. forces, and served however many tours, and then decided to go work at like a wildlife refuge, killing poachers, and that's how he found George. It's, yeah, it absolutely kills me for some reason in action movies where they have these really obscure jobs. Like I always think of Sudden Death, where I think Van Damme is a, either a paramedic or a fireman. They have these weird things where they'll just take the most obscure jobs 
and put this guy in it and then be like, but he's got a file. He's got a file. <laughs> yeah. It's who, always, who is this guy? Right. Yeah. It's so cheesy that uh, now you have little kids being like, oh, I want to be a primatologist when I grow up. Because I mean, I know that's what I did when I was little. When I saw a cool movie, I was like, oh, they do that. I want to do that too. Well, I think the only reason that they gave him that backstory was to fly the helicopter. Possibly. I, I was trying to think of, or well, why else would this massive man be a primatologist? He, yeah. He can just be in shape and be a primatologist. He doesn't have to be, you know, special forces. Right. You know, and the only thing that he really did, I mean, I guess he did take out some guards, you yeah. know, things like that. Right. So I guess, sure. But. Yeah, you can explain that with like some Krav Maga classes or something. Yeah. Like that. You or, know? or just that he's just massive man. Sure. Right. Uh, but the flying of the, the helicopter was really the only thing that yeah. that he did that you need. And then running around the city with his massive grenade launcher. Yeah. And, but. Yeah, I guess technically anybody could could do that, but right. he felt very comfortable with it. Right. It, it's but yes, he did not need to have that backstory of slaughtering poachers. No, but yeah. I actually I actually find that kind of stuff entertaining in a movie yeah. like that. Like, how are they going to turn this guy into? Just go for it. Just <laughs> yeah. go for it. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, if you're going to be rampage and do what rampage does, yeah, throw it in there. He's a primatologist who used to be Rambo. Well, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you have to lose at this point? <laughs> right. You said this earlier. It was exactly what it built itself as mm-hmm. from the marketing materials to just knowing what you're going to get when you see the rock and monsters to the trailers. It was that and nothing more. It really wasn't anything less. It wasn't terrible, but it was nothing more than what it was billing itself as. It was a battle royale of George and the rock versus Lizzie and the wolf. Right. And that's, that's what you you paid to see, and that's right. what you got. So if you like that kind of stuff, and you like the Pacific Rims of the world and all the other big mashups or disaster-type movies, then yeah, you're going to like this movie. If that's not your thing, don't go to it. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is if, if that's not your type of thing, it, this isn't the movie that's going to change your mind on that. It's not anything new or groundbreaking where you go into it thinking, oh, well, you know, I don't really like these movies. Maybe it'll just surprise me. No. It's not going to surprise you. Well, if you, you watch the trailer and you had that impression, then sorry. No, yeah. That's your own fault. I completely agree. But I think there are some people that, you know, hope for something new in a movie, even if it's something small. Like, And again, you can get this from the trailer, but Cloverfield, different take on a monster movie. But you could probably glean that from the trailer. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to get anything, even from The Rock. You're not going to get anything new from him. You're not going to get anything new from the plot. You're not going to get anything new from the action in this movie. It is what it says it is yeah nothing more arguably nothing less you get three three different type of creatures <laughs> right fighting in different ways yeah so, so basically expand the trailer from two or three minutes to an hour and 35 minutes or an hour and 40 minutes and that's what you're going to get that's pretty much what you're going to get yeah which for me was a two and a half i debated uh, i debated both a two and a three i think it just i didn't enjoy it enough to get up to a three. I, I kind of was losing interest by the end. Didn't really enjoy any of the action. We've talked about this before with other movies. I don't really anymore get a whole lot of enjoyment out of just strictly visual stuff. Even when it comes to superhero movies and things like that, if it's overly CGI action stuff without any other kind of backing emotion or story i, I kind of lose interest and that could just be me getting older it could be my taste changing but this was the definition of a popcorn movie but i had written down in my notes that it was like eating stale popcorn so two and a half 
is where I'm at. Um, I'm a little bit better than average, so I'm at three. It's yeah. a three star movie for me. Is mainly the the characters in it and uh, the different. You say it was the same thing, and it essentially was, but I mean they fought differently, and so I like seeing fight scenes. You know, just like uh, kung fu movies are choreographed differently. Well, there's three different monsters fighting each other. Yeah, and then they fight differently, and yeah. so he's like, and okay, the, that, that was cool. That's you know, a, that's fair, but the difference for me is that with fighting movies, you have a human doing it, and so you can appreciate the artistry of it. You can appreciate the choreography of it. For me, seeing the CGI aspect of it is, it's just you know you're watching something fake. When I'm watching two guys fighting on the screen, I'm like wow, you know those guys learned how to actually fight like that, and that looks incredibly real. Whereas CGI, it's like I know well, I'm watching a CGI fest. Well, the the goal is to not have it look like oh but it's impossible like this i mean you have a giant monster fighting another monster it's not something that i can go to work and see i can see two guys fighting you know (laughs) not like you can in the movies (laughs) well it's it's you know if i want to watch a movie about a a commercial loan officer that's that's trying to get his (laughs) loan through that he's having a fight with the underwriter on trying to trying to get a loan then they finally do you know i do that at work you know that's that's not exciting to me. So no. this this is why why I go to this movie to see something that's in my mind that I could never see in real life, and so it takes you away from that of giant creatures battling. That's why people, you know, watch boxing. That's watch UFC is to see people fight. But this is something that right. You, but that, you but that's an movie. action movie. That's a kung fu movie. But you can see that in real life. This, yeah, you go to the movies to see well, something that you can't see in real life. Yeah, but when it's for me, and, and this is all just a taste thing, right? For me, it's just I've seen it way too many times. That some variation of that I've You've seen, seen so an ape fight a wolf that can fly. I've seen Godzilla fight the other kaiju in the Godzilla movie. So to me, that's all the same. That's not a flying wolf, though. Or splitting hairs at that point. It's just not my thing. I, I can appreciate the artistic value in humans fighting and the skill and artistry that goes into that. I don't appreciate the CGI skills that it takes to have monsters destroy cities. That's just a personal preference. That's why these types of movies don't overly appeal to me. Well, if they look like they're supposed to look, hopefully that, that puts you back into their their world. But the... Uh... The takeaway is that don't make your wolf look like crap. <laughs> you know, they spent all the money on George. But I think you need a you, you need a good story to go along with it. And I, I think well, you I, want a good story, but the same as all the kung fu movies, they try sometimes, but oftentimes they're really, really bad. Sure. And they, just to get to the next fight scene. And essentially that's what this is. Yeah, is, but, but the good ones tell a good story at, at its core. Right. And that's why this is a three. And it's yeah. not it's not a five star sure, monster sure. movie. But I think I can't set aside the fact that I'm watching something that I've seen over and over again that's really not bringing anything new. And I and I don't. What it boils down to is I don't appreciate the artistic value of CGI monsters destroying a city. Was and it, that's where like Godzilla, the the newest Godzilla, that barely showed Godzilla at all. Right. But the reason why I, I liked it as much as I did was because I thought there was a decent storytelling behind it. it of what was happening with the family and what came to be and stuff like that. So anymore, I, I need 
that kind of story to attach to it. It's the same reason why when I watch comic book movies and there could be some really great action scenes, but if there's not a good story there anywhere, I, I don't get attached to it as much because I feel like I've seen a lot of the stuff over and over again and it, it rings hollow for me. So that's that's what happened with Rampage. Was this better than Pacific Rim? Yeah. Pacific Rim was really bad. Right. It's probably online with Pacific Rim 1. That's fair. Yeah. That's, That's where I would be if yeah. I was rating them, but Pacific Rim 2 was so bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. So what what did you say? You were at a three? I'm at a three. Slightly above average. Were you closer to two and a half or three and a half? Probably two and a half. Okay. I think, I, I, think I, got, I got the the rock half star bump. <laughs> yeah, I think I put that in my notes too <laughs> somewhere. I can't remember, but I think I said, oh yeah, here it is right here. The movie is a two or worse without the rock. And not that he yeah. was great in it. But he's just so likable that he gets it a half star bump. So I think I was at, that's what I'm, now I'm remembering my thought process. It's been a while since we've watched this. I was at a two, but the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, geez, man, The Rock was The Rock. And he's always electrifying. <laughs> yeah, he's always electrifying. <laughs> so it's a half star worth of electrifying. There you go. All right. Well, that does it for Rampage. As usual, if you have stuff you want us to talk about and review, send us a line at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Visit our website at twoviewsmovies.com where you can catch us on any of the social media channels, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And if you like what you're hearing, do us a big favor. Go to one of the stores and leave us a rating and a review, and we'll catch you next time.